is gonna be Bodies, 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 bodies have fallen. Uh, you're listening to the Rugby Report Card here on the Green and Gold Rugby Network. We are joined by Blake Leonard and Richard is back from his... Uh... Sojourn. What? <laughs> Break. Break. <laughs> what was that? Let's not get all posh, bud. Sorry, man, sorry. Don't forget where you are. Right? <laughs> you're at the Rugby Report Card. Not some caviar dinner. I don't even know what you said, man. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Good to be back, though, boys. Good to be back. Yeah, we miss you. We miss you. I listened to the podcast. No, you didn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was the uh, the end of round six this week. We're going to just cover both games that were played in the rugby championship. But before we start, there's definitely something or a, definitely a feel of it's finished. There's like a conclusive vibe now. I know there's that Eden Park game. I know the championship's ended and Australia are playing New Zealand in New Zealand in two weeks' time. But... It's all done. Isn't Wasn't it, it done about three weeks ago? Yeah, it was done a while ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all done. No, I always get excited for these uh, South African Kiwi tests in South Africa. That's a, a, a playing field in which there might be some um, upsets, might, yeah, but, but there's been, not at no, all. I think we're, we're thinking circa 2000 and what, 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15? Not anymore, I don't think, unfortunately. I'm Two. thinking circa 2003 still. What, when England won the World Cup? Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, unfortunately, I think for the time being, uh, we've said before, South Africa are struggling to find their identity, struggling to find a game plan. Um, all their points came from, from the boot of Mornay Stain and just New Stated. Zealand. We, do we want to start with that game or should we start in order? I'm. Well, technically, this is in order. Yeah. Oh, it is too, isn't yeah. it? That's, yeah. I watched it out of order. Oh. recorded it, and that's oh. why it's thrown me. Yeah. So, yeah, this week we'll be reviewing this game and then the Wallabies-Argentina. Mm. Yeah, we've said that, man. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Where are you, dude? Oh, on, what's man. going on, Come man? On, <laughs> I'm tired. But obviously this was a, 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 a trouncing. This mm. was an, a, an absolute... Humiliation. Yeah, but you know Durban. what? It was, but if you actually look at it, it was only nine twelve at half time, um, and I think the, the the All Blacks put on 20, 21 points. I think in the last ten minutes uh, when Diaga um, got binned. Um, so yeah, okay, fifty seven. Uh, it looks like an absolute trouncing. And yes, okay, the half time score did flatter them, and if uh, they did have the kicking boots, I know he changed to Sopwanga afterwards, but it's. I don't think it was as bad as what it would imagine, but they are outstanding. If you don't score any tries, it's not great. No. They didn't do it last week. They didn't do it this week. Mm. But that's what you lose when you pick Mornay Stain. But it's not necessarily true. Mm. The thing is, though, the only way for them to actually win that game, and we, we've said it in the past, and the way for South Africa to beat uh, Australia, for example, was to pick Mornay Stain and kick to the corners. And Yeah, we were, and, we were swinging off his balls before, weren't we? Yeah, but the thing was, you have to win the contest up front, first of all, to be able to get that platform to kick the corners and get the territory. And unfortunately, they, they, it's a different beast when you come up against New Zealand. Yeah, and, I think, and, and I think it was always going to struggle. One stat that jumped out for me was the fact that there was you know, 12 offloads out of the tackle. Yeah. You know what? They just... jump out, did it? <laughs> yeah, just like the ball out of contact. <laughs> uh, um, but it just it just didn't allow for the defensive structure of South Africa to set, and it just, just gets New Zealand on the front foot every Which time. Which is just, they've been uh, disorientated their whole time. They've played with no identity, that big word mm-hmm. we throw around. Yeah, absolutely. They've played with no sense of 
direction mm. or game plan. They've been lackluster and they're not executing anything, really. Mm. But I think that's a bit Warnake harsh. I think this week they did have a game plan and they did have direction and it worked for 40 minutes. Um, it's just you can't do it against New Zealand. The best counter attackers in world rugby. It's mm. not gonna. It's not gonna last that style. Mm. You've got to be flexible. That's the way to beat Australia. Sure, it's not the way to beat New Zealand. Mm. Um, you, be, you've got to change it up. It'd be interesting what to, to the way to move forward. I was I was chatting to um, a South African guy actually uh, um, whilst I was away. A good friend of uh, Reggie Goods, obviously the Hurricanes uh, prop. Oh, yeah. Obviously he's been South African and uh, both Goods and this guy. And we were talking about the the demise and and. And he was just saying he wants to get back to basics and wants to get back to a team that is is competitive. And he also appreciates the fact that things will. Ch- His prediction is that things will change in regards to picking overseas players. He gets to get to a point that the sport is such an iconic sport in that country that, that they have to get back to winning ways at some point. Mm. So you know what he thinks that they'll end up. It'll get to a point where Kurtzy has to pick has to pick those overseas players. Or Kurtzy gets fired. Yeah. yeah. Which is just as likely. Yeah. Because <laughs> that um, they only won one... Oh, no. No, won two, two games. Two games. Yeah. Argentina only won one. Yeah. And then we won three. Yeah, so Australia were the were finished second purely because they won one away game. Massive. The, the team that won the... Two away game. games. Twickenham and Argentina. No, no, just to get him. Just to get him. Just to get him. All right, we pretty good. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's that's where we're at them. Uh, and but how does it it feel for a South African team right now who are really really struggling? You know, I'd love to be able to hear from obviously people out there who what what would they like to see in the in the autumn internationals? They want Pollard. To... I want to see Pollard at ten. Yeah, but they want to see Van Rensburg at twelve. But is that that's not just going to change everything, though, is it? Just adding those two, it'll make a difference, but it's not going to add everything. Yeah, I think they just need to start from scratch um, and just and just build an identity, which for them should be set piece, should mm. be kicking your goals, and they've got the backs to have flair. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know how you go so far backwards from a Super Rugby season. Or were they shielded and protected all Super Rugby season and they were always this shit? Yeah, I think no, you're absolutely right because it wasn't it at the end of the Super Rugby season as well. Even the fact that um, uh, the coach, uh, one of the coaches of the Super Rugby teams came out and said that they wanted to play more New Zealand teams because it, it's, an, it's a high level of intensity. Yeah. And you know, I agree with your point that they were shielded. So everyone, everyone, that jump from Super Rugby to international is even greater than what it is for people, you know, Australia. Yeah. Because the Stormers didn't play a Kiwi team no. until the, the end of the day. But exactly. credit where credit's due. New Zealand have played the rugby championship. They've played six games. They've won six games. They've collected six bonus points. Yeah. Their points difference is plus 128. Yes, outstanding. Jesus fucking Christ, mate. That is the toughest rugby tournament in the world, and they demolished it like every game was a joke. Do you actually think, and just, I'm not trying to be but do you think it is actually the toughest rugby tournament in the world? Without a doubt. I think consistently it absolutely is. And I think every now and then a Northern Hemisphere side is strong, but every every year but do you think three that, out of the top five nations are in this what are you, what are you proposing is tougher no I'm just saying for this year as a one-off I completely agree with you normally ever uh, uh, in previous years without a shadow of a doubt I'm just saying this year maybe it's been made worse because um, New Zealand are so much better but do you think the quality overall of this tournament has been I think post-World Cup it's, it's never as strong mm-hmm. I think there's always a downfall for most teams New Zealand just somehow <laughs> skipped that yeah. so yeah it's probably down on what it was 12 months ago but I still think it's the toughest rugby tournament in the world outside of the World Cup are you getting mm-hmm. a bit sick of them winning New Zealand? 
No, I've said before that we we need a benchmark and we need someone to, to match to. If you and I know one, I think you've made the point, Blake, before. It'd be nice if you took New Zealand out. It'd be the closest and most exciting competition you can think of because anyone could be anyone. But it, you have to have that benchmark and that strive and. If if you don't, I feel that everyone. If you do have that benchmark, which is New Zealand, everyone's trying to raise their game to that point. Yeah. So, so the only game in which New Zealand played where I felt like it was a contest, and I know the scores were pretty close at halftime with this one, but it'd be the first test they played against Argentina mm. in New Zealand. Mm. That's the one where I you kind of saw them a bit beaten off their mark, had to get together, regroup, and that ended up a bit of a blitz at the end there too. But um, other than that, I don't really view the games in which they play as a contest. Mm. It's always just they do everything better, and all the other teams literally every five minutes have a chink. Mm. There's and something they do that just opens them up, and, and the they bleed. Is, they bleed, man. Who do you actually expect? Who who are they going to lose to right this moment in time? Because they could go on. They don't know. Sorry, more than likely they're going to beat New Zealand, uh, beat Australia in Auckland next week. So that's oh. going to be the world record. And so therefore, who's actually going to beat them next? Well, the number two team is England. But we and like we honestly don't think they will. But we don't play them in the autumn internationals. Oh, so, is that true? No. So that's another like five games. Oh, what that, a waste that is. Yeah. That so would and be then a good game. For what it's worth, though, you won't beat it. No, I don't <laughs> think. No, I don't think we will either. There's there's such an next level. I totally agree with it's that. Good for England's confidence, though, not coming up against that giant. So yeah. You can keep building and. Building, I don't know, Richie, no, because it's the first time in my lifetime that I can think of that, that we've not actually played them. So I don't really know yeah. why we haven't. We've always played the top-tier nations, but this time we're, we're, uh, uh, we don't play them. But the point I'm trying to make is we don't then go down to New Zealand to tour for a long time. So we're actually not going to play um, New Zealand for another year. Hmm. So yeah. Australia's going to play them another three times before we play them. The Lions will see them before yeah. England see them. Yeah. That's I don't massive. know who's gonna who is gonna be the team that beats them. I don't know. Stop them no winning. Either Australia or the Lions, but probably a, a long way away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, full credit to to their systems there. When someone like Leonard Brown, who let's be honest, at the start of the international season, mm. who's this guy? Yeah. Some, some chief reserve. I put him a bum, bum, man. Who's this bum? Crotty. Who's this bum? Freaks, mate. Like they just you enter that system. No, but that was a three-week turnaround from being bum to like, dude, this guy's a freak. Freak, man, a freak. It's something going, something in the water. It's just yeah. that group mentality that really lifts everyone's mm. game. It's or is that, it just being surrounded by so many good well, players. I was just about to say, like, what, what, it's the team leadership group, isn't that what the. the they, they love the saying that shit, though. They went they? to over the Aaron Smith dispute. Oh, they we'll were just like, <laughs> we take it to the team leaders to decide the punishment. Is that what it is? Uh, look, Maybe it, we need a team leadership, but you can't have more on that panel. Do you know what? We have an Oz tag team. You two can be the team leadership group. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you missed the first game, man. Yeah, sorry. Back we'll, to England. We're going to have words. <laughs> we need to have words, man. Um, but I think when you when you do actually play with better players, you naturally, all your level comes up 5%. So if they're already at an 85%, you know, outstanding level already, if they're increasing by 5%, 10% each time because they're playing with better players, clearly they're going to get better. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I'd love to see Nizzy Falau or some of those guys in a New Zealand team. Give them a couple of, like, just to see them lift to that level in the group. Like, it'd be ah, awesome. Because they're just the machine. The all-black machine is incredible. Yeah. Uh, no. Dude, they're just a full-size Olympic pool. The amount of depth. Dude, so much. Diving down. pool, mate. Just Diving pool. Just bring up the next chump. Yeah, yeah. So much depth. Leonard Brown's biography should be from bum to chum. <laughs> That doesn't Bum make any sense. Bum to champ, sense. sorry. Bum to champ. That makes zero <laughs> there sense. There you go. I'd buy it. <laughs> the question is, though, is he now, has he surpassed Fekir Toa? 
Fekitoa being injured. Well, he's more. It seems like he's had more of an impact. Yeah, that's the. But isn't it that because of the team leadership, and we all joke about it, but it's the person who's been who who holds the jersey is yeah, the person yeah, yeah. that you you as soon as you fit, you come back in again. Yeah. So it's he hasn't. But Fekintawa has to realise when he does come back in, because he will, in my opinion, he has to play outstanding to keep his place. Yeah. And, and I think Leonard Brown also, he's got age, he's got age on his side because yeah. he's such a young, young yeah. kid that yeah. he knows that even if he doesn't play for the next year, he's still got plenty of years to come. What do we think about um, the interesting selections for Sam Kane for Adi Savia? What do we think of that one? That no, was Dodd. Todd. Todd, sorry, Todd, rather, my bad. Um, did your, your traditional flanker for Adi Savaya? Yeah, I think we, we we talked about this before when we were talking about Savaya and Kane before. I think Todd just does that that, that dirty work, yeah. you know, and allows the, the the Kieran Reed to play wide and free and hang out on the wing and make outrageous one-handed offloads and stuff like that. Whereas if if you play Savaya, I think that, that Kieran Reed isn't isn't allowed to do that. And um, then the other Savaya also dropped for Naholo. That was a risky one, having not played a lot of football yeah, uh, it worked is it that risky yeah it's no not, it's not it's the same with that year seven uh, that year seven that um seven jersey with those three there's not a lot of room to for error because yeah. the other dude will just pick up the slack but whatever you go with there the risk is minimal yeah. just because they're all pretty tight mm. and, and they offer different things as well you know and uh, it's not it's never a risk you just said the depth of an olympic size swimming pool <laughs> They could bring in an, another different And that's 15. what's so just absurd. Yeah. Aaron Smith out. Mm. That's and how, right. good, how good was Perrin That's what I mean. No, no, no worries. We're, we're, we're all good there. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know what? If you actually looked at it, I'd love to see. You know, we always talk about the fact of if you could, not always, but you, you put together the South African, Australian and Argentina team all together. Oh, yeah, I think someone tweeted that to us this week. Okay. Which is that would be an interesting thing at the end of the comp. But, I, but I'd actually like it to actually be a New Zealand aid, like two teams. Yeah, like two yeah. New Zealand teams. Like so, you had Smith on one side, Perinara on the other side. You know, you pair Smith with it's called Super Rugby. No, but they're not all. They're not all on yeah, one team. You just know? about though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be a pretty good game anyway. Yeah. Um, should we? I mean, should we speculate and gossip and have nothing to really input about the Aaron Smith issue? Is that? I it's mean, it's certainly not our place, but it's very interesting. It is interesting. I and then we got Dan Carter, Rockathoco, Roids. Is that rumoured or is that confirmed? Well, well. so the yarn with that is they had an exemption from the doctor. It's, T- it's the TUEs, isn't it? Um, but uh, being a mixed martial arts fan, this was a huge grey area in mixed martial arts. If you had an exemption, you're allowed testosterone replacement therapy. Those guys were fucking monsters, mate. They used to just eat people. Then they eventually took away the exemptions and those guys are bums. Like, it is such an advantage being on that testosterone exemption. Like, it's, it's actually a joke, the amount of level you're allowed to have on the exemption. The idea is it's to bring you back up if you're injured or you're getting older and you've got lower testosterone. But, it, it, like, from a mixed martial arts perspective, it's legitimately cheating. So, you but, have but such an extending careers. But is, yeah. it, is it cheating or is it not? I'm not trying it's to It's gaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, in that case, if that's the case, but apparently, according to the French League, they don't have exemptions. According to their media managers, they have exemptions. So, there's a miscommunication there. Yeah. I, look, it's all to come out. I have no idea. But it, if you're on any sort of testosterone therapy, it's a huge advantage. Mm. Um, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it'll actually ever fully come out because it's such a high-profile player that it? No, and I reckon they're all doing it. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Normal men don't look like. That. I don't know if we're allowed to speculate, but come on, man, it's a non-event. <laughs> they were just unlucky, yeah. 
Took a little bit extra that yeah. week. But. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but maybe on the Aaron Smith thing, it was heaps obviously disappointing. Yeah. Like. From his point of view? Well, we've just talked about him for so long, how good he is. Top of his game. He flew too close to the sun. Yeah. He just took the sunnies off and had a big old look at the sun. <laughs> Two suns. <laughs> But um, yeah, obviously it's upsetting. I'm just curious about when we were, I, when you expect to see his return. Yeah, hopefully not too long. Because I mean, I feel for the guy; his life must be hell right now. Horrible. He's deleted um, his Twitter and his Instagram. But at the end of the day, the people make mistakes. There's many, many worse mistakes you can make. He'll, like I'm sure he'll be back next season. Fine. Uh, no, the no. spring tour. He'll play in the spring yeah, tour. Yeah, good. And so he should. play Eden Park. And so he should. No, I reckon they'll... It's uh, up to the team leadership. Yeah, absolutely. The team leadership. I, I, I think they'll want to make a point, you know, because... Oh, you're well, good. given the scandal earlier. Yes. Had they not had the Super Rugby scandal... Yeah. Yeah. And this is that's no first. that one's no good. Yeah. This the is Aaron any... Smith one, I sympathise with the bloke making mistakes. But that Chiefs one kind of went under. Nah, the that, yeah, but that's no good. That should no that shouldn't have gone under the. None of it's any good. Yeah. That's yeah, it's no good at all. But his, it, but, yeah, I'm going to say Aaron Smith will start the first autumn international. Yeah, really? Fine. Yeah, or spring t- spring tour. Or does Paranara steal the jersey? No, mate. <laughs> He's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> He'll just be holding it until that seatbelt sign goes up <laughs> yeah. when that aeroplane's going I up from now on. <laughs> I probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah analogy right um, so the other thing we, we speculated we, on steroids <laughs> yeah, and sex but what about we, we were talking about the English team uh, before I don't know if we'll get back to it but all the uh, premiership coaches are complaining because the camp in which Eddie Jones was running was judo. running them ragged yeah. seeing injuries to yeah he doesn't Watson. help himself like, he doesn't help like, to be honest with you he's done nothing wrong plain and it's simple if he gives a fuck man no he, he doesn't, doesn't care. he doesn't he hasn't done anything wrong the RFU have said you were given the time so it was 200 odd million uh, million pound agreement between the RFU and, and Premier Rugby to allow England more access to players because it was the first thing that was said, fantastic, we're going to try and improve England rugby rather than it be such a team-based thing. However, with so many players out, and I just wrote down a, f- a few, this was beforehand, so there was already uh, there was already Tuolangi, Haskell, Farrell, Clifford, Hartley. Is this Hartley. the injured list? Yeah, so there was already Tuolangi, Haskell, Farrell, Clifford, Hartley, Cruz, Burrell, Vunapalo, Parling, Cole, Young. We've now added now Williams, San Giants, and Anthony Watson to it. You know what? I know everyone have injuries, but there becomes a time where the Premier Rugby are going to say, "Okay, we've made this deal." I don't know if they can renege on it or not, but if you're going to do this, I, I don't know whether the limitations, how they can get out of it, because whether they're going to release their players or not. I don't, don't know. do judo, man. No. <laughs> I, I, look, I think at the end of the day, you're right. It needs to happen. It's a good thing. Yeah. Injuries happen. But someone's got to be accountable in terms of strength and conditioning programs Correct, yeah. or, or just spontaneous training needs yeah. to have some logic to it. And I know he's thing, probably trying to shake up the psyche of the The other thing boys, was, was also the timing. The other, I think he just wants to piss off anyone at Premier, the Premier Rugby because he's done it a week before like the first round of the Champions yeah. Trophy. So he's just pissed off every you know, like Saracens, Northampton and everyone because he's now potentially put his... But how, is, this, is this training session oddly placed? That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's really random because it's right in the middle of just before they play their Champions Trophy. It's not quite within that time, so they're going to be, going to be close enough to that autumn international season. Yeah. He's just it's bored, just... mate. He's sitting at home. He's watching the championship going down. He's thinking, fuck, I'd lick in his lips at this New Zealand yeah, side. Yeah, just a bit of a power play. Yeah. Just let him know he's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. 
But someone's got to be accountable for that injury list. And I know that's how professional clubs work. Mm. Like, if you're strength and conditioning, you're accountable for the injuries. They should be training specifically. And that's an issue if the club is doing X and you're doing Y. You you go in that room and you're setting the players up Mm. to be injured. Mm. Um, So it sounds like they just needed to be more sensible about it. Yeah, completely. Because you always want to get together and have that team bonding and run through things or whatever. But you're right. They didn't need to have a full-on judo session Unless he gets off on that sort of thing, who knows, man? Eddie's a weird dude. <laughs> Congratulations to New Zealand anyway, winning the rugby <laughs> championship. We'll move on to the Australian. Eddie gets off on Judah. <laughs> An Argentina game. Oh. This was closer than I would have liked. Yeah, Australia, Argentina. Um, mm. I think Australia's got a big, big question to ask itself in a post Pocock age. What are we going to do without the fucking ball? He hasn't played for two games. We haven't touched the ball for two games. No, but you know what? Since he hasn't, I'm going to throw it out there already, but since Pocock's not played, Hooper's played better because of it. It's true, but we have... Which I'm not saying that is equatable to say that you don't play Pocock because Hooper plays better, but I'm just saying, I don't know if it's more balanced, that actual back row, if you think about it. If you put McMahon in at six, you've got Hooper at seven, and Tamani, I thought, played well at eight. Is that a more balanced... Maybe. I thought Hooper was giving over the ball a lot more in this game. Yeah, he did. He got two great skills. We just didn't have the ball, and I think it's, it's a big problem. Because mm. you need to test rugby is about accumulation, accumulation of pressure, territory, possession, points, back to back penalties. That's how you win games. And at the moment, we're playing with thirty percent of the ball and mm. hoping our backs can put on a try. Mm. And then fuck, and let's just hang yeah. on for half an and, hour. And let's be honest, hang on for seventeen yellow cards. Keep hanging on. Oh fuck, they're almost in it. Backs, do something good, mm. quick. Um, it's not a model to win. No. So what would you want? Uh, so to get there, we're talking. I don't about... know. We need more ball. Yeah. Question so... marks over Foley. That when Phipps came on, he played a bit better. Fo- yeah, that's a different point. But yeah, Foley was ordinary. I, th- I yeah. thought. I thought. But you're talking about where? What are we going to do to make it better? No. How are we going to get the ball? One Dude, forward, we've never yeah. been able to retain the ball this whole fucking championship. It's been an issue since day dot. Eng- England maybe was a bit better, but it seemed to have definitely gotten worse. And, like, when this inside this 22, mate, Quaid just throws it to a, f- a forward a bit outside him, and then it's a... You but lo- we lose in meters we weren't even inside ball. the 22. We just didn't have the ball. Like, just I watched Argentina play for 65 minutes. Do you actually feel, and this is just a direct question, do you feel that the emphasis has come away from jackling so much that you've actually reneged that much at competing at the breakdown so much that you kind of don't want the ball anymore because you know you're not going to make mistakes. So, for example, if Argentina took into contact, you didn't compete that often. You stood out because your line speed was supposed to be more... If if you had some really potent counter-attack, i.e. New Zealand, sure, because then you defend, you defend, you defend, they kick, go. Mm. Broken play, go. Mm. But our counter-attack is Izzy Flower shit kick. He someone was else, by the someone way. else, shit kick. Yeah, he's not, he's not running it back as much. Well, like Caleb Petty, he had good counter attack. Yeah, he had, he had a great game. Um, by the way, he did knock it on. By the way, oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. So did Perinara. I love the fact that Adam Coleman even smiled in. Yeah, the yeah, he looked very guilty. Yeah, you got away with that. I don't so, the refing was a bit shit between both games. That French dude who had the Aussie game, man, relax on the high tackles, dude. Oh, that was excruciating. I, I think for man. him was the fact he was this was his biggest game ever. I think this is his first international, so I think he oh, wanted to do everything by the book. Yeah. So the ILB would say to him, "Well done, mate." Now, obviously, you, you, you know my that. feelings <laughs> on yellow cards. It's such a shit part of the game. Like it changed the. Did we saw four this weekend? Yeah, it changed that 10 minutes and changed the rest of the game. It's like refs just need to feel a part of it or something. They just need to happen less. 
the, the thing penalties is, are fucking brutal, man. The, the the best referees go throughout that eighty minutes, and you don't even notice they're on. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. I agree. Whereas, I think it was until the seventy fifth minute that it was the first time we actually had a legit scrum. And, and no, was, that was a joke. The scrummaging was yeah. a farce. And this it was game. too many times you could see him blowing his whistle, talking to him. And I like the way he spoke to uh, to Creevy in particular a couple of times. But you know, yeah, he was just too evident in the game. He was just blowing up way too. Yeah, much. just. Yeah. And I wouldn't say bias one way or the even, other. No, just even extra- there was times where I just tend to copped it the first 15 minutes, yeah. by the way. They copped it. But it was just painful. It was just mm. like I didn't feel I was watching rugby. He just didn't want, It was like he decided, I'm not, I can't be fucked doing refs to scrums today. Yeah. yeah but just, even, no, but it wasn't even that, sorry, because even if at least let it go down and let the ball come out. So I let one of the team to allow to get the ball out. Yeah. It, I got fed up with, let's go with free kick, uh, early engagement. Next time, early engagement. It was like, just let them scrum it. Yeah, yeah. It just took that out of the game. Completely. Um, so the In Twickenham as well. The heartland of the scrum. Of the scrummy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Stade Francais. The Stade Francais is the heartland <laughs> of the scrumming, man. Can we, the arrival of Karevi on the international stage? Yeah, it's like he, he's just decided, oh, shit, I am very good at this. Mm. Um, outstanding. Yeah. I remember it was two weeks into the Super Rugby season on our podcast. We were saying, is he the Wallaby 13? Mm. How do you get him in there? And, you know, it's too soon, too soon. He has arrived. It's his jersey. No yeah. one's touching it. Well, a machine. Uh, and I'd actually like to see him actually even more involved in the play than actually what 12? he is at the moment. Potentially a 12. He will still run the same uh, hard lines. I don't, I'm not, he's not suddenly going to play this creative, vast game. But I just think he needs to get his hands on the ball even more. Yeah, however, the ball doing heaps. But however, and even that's just trying to come up, trying to move inside and trying to find work. So be that inside runner. Be something to go and try and get you. Because he does. He gets you over the game line every yeah, time. His leg drive is incredible. But he's not... He's, I would say, and I don't want to discredit Kurandrana because he's barely had in game time, but he doesn't just run straight. Yeah. He actually has a lot of lateral movement mm. and he has hands. He mm. can offload and he can pass. Yeah. Whereas Kurandrani's very straight and hard. He was more ad line. Karevi's actually. The efficacy also do? is the fact if you play him at 12, he becomes that real dynamic. You can use him as that as that dummy runner because you, you know you want it. And it just holds the defense a little bit more. It's way too soon to say it and it's absurd, but he reminds me of a young Nono. Oh. A young like Nono didn't have the kicking game, didn't have the hands. It was only his last few years mm. those things developed, and he started on the wing, then to thirteen. He the worked issue, his way. identified as a flaw with him in the first few rounds was his defensive reads were a yeah. bit off, and that yeah. definitely picked up. Yeah, the issue is, is is that every week we seem to think about a different person in a different position at our Australian backline. If you actually got all the, our listeners to write down their first choice, um, just backline, and we'll talk about the forwards in a minute because you know I thought a couple of them played really well, but. Uh, if you look at their first game, who's going to play? We talked about Hodge playing 12. You're going to keep Crevy at 13. You're going to put Beal in at 12. You're going to put Fowler back at 10. You're going to drop Quaid. You're going to put Spate back on the wings. Does anyone know what the actual best No, is? I don't think there is. And I think it, this is a team of circumstance. Yeah. With a lot of injuries, guys have filled in. Um, and so it's these are the guys. Mm. They've, they're winning. Mm. Keep them. And the thing is, I, I, I don't think Kirby will play 12 because that means you have to have a, a bit more of a footballer at 13, and I don't know who that yeah, person is. Yeah, yeah. I'm inclined to agree there. Uh-huh. I, I, I love... I think they're working on partnerships. I love Karevi Falao in the centres. That, that, for me, is every single time you have the ball, that's deadly. And I think Hayla Petty is enough of a fullback. Oh, sure, yeah. Bill's, fullback. Bill's probably your 12 in the, if he gets fit and healthy. He's your 12, I would say. It's... 
it's unfair to drop him. He's very good. But I would love Karevi and Falau. There's well, just you know so this, many options this, for This Quaid. is the time that you're going to do it. I've, I've always been, and I'm still going to stand by it, that I don't think he's an international outside centre. But Who? this is um, Falau. Oh, right, right. I don't think he's yeah. a 13. But he's not playing that well at the moment at 15. You're coming into what is perceived to be an easier, in inverted commas, run of game. So if you're going to do it, yeah. do it now. And, and yeah. it'll but give I him a resurgence. It'll yeah. give him a resurgence too. And Hale Petty's on fire. Mm. Put him at his actual spot, 15. Mm. Give him something to work on, you're saying. And with Corabetti coming over from league, with you, Naivalu, um, with Spade. Think Spacebot of his comment. Wingers. I know it was a while ago, but I wasn't here last week. What do you think about his comment? I'd rather have stayed at the Melbourne Storm, but because obviously the hour you offered me more money, that's why I'm going. Um, Corabetti? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he said that. He did. He said, you know, the, the tribe back home in Fiji. Yeah, I need the whole of my family. And Corabetti came out and supported him, which is fine. I'm not uh, saying that. I'm just asking as a purely... Uh, purely forget the money and forget everything else. He said that he'd rather stay in the league. Well, it's a business. That's, and and, and I'm I, a businessman, so it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just business, man. Dude, you hit, you hit a wallaby up a week away from a Bledisloe or a week away from a World Cup final. They'll say, and they'd already signed a contract in the league, well, I'm, I'm only going because of this X mm. reason. He was a week away from the grand final. Mm. It's the peak of his football career. Mm. He probably loves those boys. They've worked so hard together all season. Mm. Of course he doesn't want to leave. Mm. But you ask him in six months when it's round eight of the league, no one's watching it, he's Just got an injury. Up a fresh spaghetti. Storm's a ninth. Like, and he'd probably thinking like, you the excitement realize, of rugby. You do realise no one will be watching the Rebels either. You know? <laughs> no, I know that. But I think, it, like, I think it's just a victim of circumstance when you ask him. And he'll pull up in his Bugatti, man, Amy Park. It'd be sweet. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't blame him at all, man. I just think they asked him a week out from a grand final. Doesn't get any bigger than that in rugby oh, no, league. Is he going to turn around and shoot on his club? That's once a career in rugby league for most guys. Do you, does Genny, uh, is Genny going to go on this spring tour or has he got a day job to return to? Oh, fuck his day job, mate. The guy's a freak. Yeah, but is he going to And Fibs is bashing trainers, man. We need Genny. What, 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 what is he doing, man? I'm all for it, by the way. That's just his, his, his intense. Nah, fuck off, man. Don't touch strong. the ball. It's not soccer, man. Fuck off. He just got in the Get off the, the field, line. man. It in, shits me so much, in man. In fairness, it's, happen, it's happened twice Jeez. now. Wow, punch punch the <laughs> Seriously. Go down, Fips. Something needs to be done because it was the same and I and I, it's, it's exactly the same. The Argentinian guy shouldn't have touched the ball because you want it, it, whatever. And it was the same in the England-Australia uh, game when the Aussie guy caught it as well. You and don't he tell it, man. Just, just there must be, there's got to be a rule. Just don't touch it. Yeah, or, or if they do that, National teams fined ten grand or something to however, pay refs to learn out of their job. Like, I, however, he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, no, I entirely agree. Definitely, you don't it. touch him. Da, da, da. But it's really it cannot creep into the game. Yeah, and if this is what people have needed to see to have the discussion to yeah. fuck it off, I'm you, glad it. You happened. think he's revolutionising it then? Oh, piss off. <laughs> Uh, revolutionising the way we're the, dealing the with trainers. <laughs> uh, uh, what do we think about? Because I think I think actually the the, the forwards. Um, I think a few a few of them had a good game. Actually. Well, the scrum. I couldn't comment. Didn't happen. Yeah, well, no. Uh, and then the lineout's hard to comment on because Argentina are a team of midgets. Hanson yeah. so, didn't have the best. It's a seven best. dwarfs yeah, plus. How to make an impact? Come on, uh, your first lineout and overthrow it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> so, what is good to see? I'm going to. I don't know if I'm going off topic here, but that land Ahu Kubeli just sniped that ruck work one after well, the other. Lindaho's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. Freak. Go some good nines at the moment. Yeah. Except for South Africa, those are all shit. <laughs> Faf. Faf didn't, didn't play great. Faf was no good. Didn't play great. And Pages concussed. Um, but go back to the forwards for a second. I really do want to know what, what your thoughts are on it because actually the most balanced 
let's look at forget the front row at the moment because there's still issues with with, with that. Um, but particularly Coleman and Arnold, that's the future surely of your second the row. Tallest, two and I, the tallest, two eight, two four. Ha, um, you've then got Tamani, who I thought did really well in defence as well. And he had a few... I, do you know? What I think with Tamani, I, I actually think he worked his ass off. Yeah. He was really wanted to be there. However, I think all of his contact, he didn't really win. Mm. There's a lot of leg tackling. And none of his ball carries were strong. Okay. I think he worked his ass off because mm. he wanted to be there, yeah. but he wasn't dominant at anything. So I'd say work rate good. Yep. He made a couple um, of strong tackles. But but I feel from from a ball running eight, they got to be trouncing dudes. But and I suppose he wasn't. To, to you, you're right. But to build on your point, Adam, he didn't have the ball. No, but even in defence, oh, it's to, up to, to drive up. It, okay. Like even Parlo, who I didn't really rate, but a fit Parlo would put in that one mammoth hit. And he was your big ball running eight. And that's what you wanted from Tamani. Mm. And Palu, yeah, he didn't do a lot of work around the rock. He'd get tired. But he'd monster one dude a game. And, and, it, would, a better and it would turn the tide. And that's what we wanted from Tamani. And what I saw from Tamani was work rate. Mm. Um, but we wanted Vunapolo. We wanted a fit Palu. We wanted Todai Kefu. We wanted a monster eight. And what we got was McMahon light. Mm. Like a guy just but, tackling and running a lot. So do you want uh, it to, to, to build on that further? Obviously, Pocock's not there for a year, so you need to find a, a new balance mm. to that back row. So McMahon, as we've talked about before, is is makes excellent meters, gets over the game. Um, Jack was, does all those things that he does, but he's, he's a small six. You're not going to drop Hooper at seven, so it comes back to that position at eight. So who is it going to be? Is it? Yeah, no, it's a very, very difficult decision. Luke Higginbotham. Fuck we're getting back from Japan. I reckon he was really? underrated Wallaby, absolutely. Todd Kefu came out and said it this week. I concur. Um, no, it's a really, really tough decision. For me, um, and he, he scored the last try, he played all right, but for me it's it's Mum's the passenger. Oh the, man, the how many times? Time. I, I don't know, look, I put my hand up and this is no pun. I've done it as well. How many times did he stand on the edge of a ruck and be the guard at that point? Yeah. And just put his hand up and say, like, just yeah, yeah, six and eight. This oh. needs to be resolved. Needs to be yes. What's going on there? But it's just all the good ones are getting injured. Like Pocock's done his hand. McMahon's hurt himself. McCowan basically did, didn't did play all was season. A bit of a, was a worthy replacement. No, I just didn't didn't, didn't, didn't see enough of him. No, you couldn't base it on what on that one. It just been. sucks. If you asked me this time last year, I would have been singing it of A's name. Ah, oh, that's heartbreaking, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. because you, that's the exact like you'd want mm. right now. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Um, the the what's his name? Jed Holloway would be for mine. He's your. I would love him. I mean, check out. Obviously, hates the guy for yeah. some reason. But I know now he missed the second half of the season. He probably would have been there if not. But that's the bloke, mate. He's mm-hmm. tall enough to be a second rower and eats people. And in the rounds in which all those players were fit, he definitely outplayed Tamani. All of them, mate. Outplayed Marm. So I for, for for me, I'd love to see him have a crack. That is, yeah. That He's is. not gone on the spring tour, though. You and I both know that. No. Mm. But the, the, for, for mine, fuck, fuck off, Leroy. He's, <laughs> he's only, he only got pink because he's over there, right? Let's be honest. Looks a bit like Fafita. Me. Huh? No, I won't. No. No, I'm not paying that. <laughs> no, no, no good, no, 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 good. Not touching that. Uh, <laughs> not touching. Who is, uh, like, uh, uh, so we, we said about, I was mentioned about Coleman and Arnold. I think that's the Tall future. timber and big Absolutely. Balsa. So that leaves the front row options, okay? You, uh... Yeah, Greg Holmes, mate. Welcome back, Holmes. We need say. him. Uh, look, no, no. I think I think our propping stocks are good. Alan Alatoa looks like a god every time he comes off the bench. 
I want to see scrummage well. That's he, a, he's another round the park. That's guy. our first scrum so panel we won when he yeah. was on, and he God, he gets around the park. CEO scrummaging is not quite international level. Still very young. Do you buy into Keith's argument? You know how we got the tall timber and the big balsa. Do you think that the fact that they are so tall, that's hurts your scrummage, hurt, hurt the scrummage, and a bit too many penalties? Keith was saying maybe they're too big. For the head highs, their body height, like in no. the malls, they were going in the malls. Our mauling was atrocious. And I'm just thinking, I, I don't buy that. I so. think their techniques need to be adjusted. Then maybe they just need their technique does need yeah. to be just adjusted. Maybe they harder. just need to put their their feet a little bit further back. Maybe they just need to change. But I, I look, know. I agree. I just wanted to say tall timber. Oh. <laughs> I think they both need to grow though. Like they both need to become dominant at the line out, mm. more efficient at the scrummage, more physical with their carries. Mm. But, but they've want, got the the size, the shape, and skill to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I want him to stick with them. Yeah, that's not how like I feel. not like change again yeah, and put yeah. Douglas or Simmons or whoever Skelton, it might be Skelton back yeah. in there. Just stick with them. Yeah, I feel. Again, you've now got four games or five games over the, over the, the same guys every week. Pick the same two. Yeah, yeah. You know they're the future. How about Skelton well. for eight? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, he wouldn't last. He wouldn't last. Yeah, but he you get sixty out of him. You bring on your Tamani, your fit bloke. You bring on your McMahon, or you know, you got to do some work. But fifty minutes of destruction. I'm just going to say one thing to you. Yeah, that's I know. No, I know. But if you're keeping a mum or a fatty at six, yeah, maybe. Let's put it out there. Maybe. See what comes back. Arnold. Coleman, Skelton. What, what? We'd have to come up with a name for Balsa, him. Balsa, Tall Timber, and Skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I got. So, uh, first, so let's think. Moving ahead for Australia's first game is Wales away. Okay. In the next... Uh, we always beat Wales. Obviously, we were, I'm, I'm skipping ahead of New Zealand, sorry, because I'm predicting what might happen there. Do you want to... Uh, is that is this going to be your your first opportunity that Wales game to see the new Australia after you've made the stride you've made in I no in, in this championship? To check his head, but well, yeah, who knows? Like I, I just think the the travel's going to be tough next few weeks over bloody South Africa, then to Europe, then back mm. to New Zealand, then back to Europe. There's going to be some tired boys. Been a long season. They'll come to Australia first, one, um, you'd think. Probably, but even that's probably just adding more off. legs. So who knows? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's still the talent there. I think that's what hurts as an Aussie fan. Lots of talent. We got the ball for 20 minutes of the game. Mm. Let's be honest. Argentina kicked their goals. Yeah, oh, misses one. So probably lose the game, man. Yeah, and let's be honest. Some of those tries as well. One we knocked it on, and Mum's was only because they were throwing the kitchen sink at us with two minutes to go. And let's be honest. It was the uh, yeah, okay, it was good line sp- line pressure, but the Karabi second try as well. Yeah, so it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's not like we dominated no, them or anything. No. Like we were. What about discipline issues as well? Because I know there was the, the high tackles and everything. Like that, two that yards. But with, with, with that aside, that aside, do yeah. you think they still the whole this? comp? Australia was up on the penalty count, and, and you can argue, you know, we're playing two open sides we we'll probably will have one or two mm-hmm. more but you, you can't be averaging four or five more a game no. than other sides no. you're, you're not going to last so yeah no it's a it's a big issue discipline and it's a perception thing too mm. I think with referees once you're perceived as a team who infringes yeah you, you cop it a bit but at least you've got a charismatic, you know, um, captain to be able to, you know, uh, pander to the... Seven more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about Argentina, just briefly? Um, the offloading the tackles, fucking incredible. Yeah, but, it's so but sometimes, impressive. It, but it sometimes it's too, much. too much. But what can you do? But because you rein it in, you lose that, and that's all their attack. They yeah. actually have no other attack. I, know, I remember that you talk about the home of Twickenham being the home of the scrum, right? You, home of the offload. The yeah, heartland of the scrum. The heartland. Argentina need to go back, yes, get those offloads going, but they 
they need to go back to a few basics as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah. You know, let's be honest, their scrum, their line-out didn't function that well. You know what, come on, boys, you've you got to set that up first before you can then go in and around and, it. And for them, kicking out a hand and kicking a goal. Mm. They, they struggled at the basics. They tackled yeah. like demons. They controlled the ball well. Lendaho was an animal. Yeah. Their oh. offloading game was impressive. Yeah. Creevy was polite. But you're right. <laughs> if they if they could have stamped some authority at the scrum or I goal kicking. That. Sorry, I love that that's, that that's a real compliment. Creevy was polite. I love the way Creevy carries on, man. <laughs> it's the best. Oh. But, yeah, so for them, they've finished another rugby championship bottom. You know, and they uh, they said that they were going to target. It was commented that they were going to target this to try and finish second. You know, obviously, but they finished second uh, bottom again. So where did they? But you know what? Forward? Not far off though. Like I said, this game. But, they, it, but they... a game is always a few inches, and if you yeah. uh, you know what, you, you 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 don't force a couple of those offloads, and you do finish. I, I, if they hadn't won that game against South Africa, I think no good. But I think because of that, yeah. because they held New Zealand for forty minutes, and yeah. because at Twickenham they they. A couple inches different, they beat us. I, yeah. I don't think it's a bad season. I think, I think so, yeah. and I've said it before, the Hagiwades was the bad season. Loss. Loss. Hagiwades. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we're here, I just want to, curious listeners, every week we check the comments, and regardless of what we say on this podcast, it's just the Foley versus Quaid debate on the website. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And no matter what we say, we go one way. We I don't think we mentioned him this week. And I'm sure we, 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 we'll should, we should do a Quaid, a Quaid versus Foley section. Every week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I reckon Quaid, um, he pipped him this week, but he was, wasn't great either. For a large proportion of the game, I didn't know either of them. Either of them, mate, because we didn't have the ball. Didn't have the ball. <laughs> right, and when he did, I have to say, both Foley of them. let in that try, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and Quaid's throwing And those. he dropped he the did ball. that cutout that led to the try. Quaid's pass is gorgeous, and I think his presence but is But I actually there. think his passing was actually questionable at times as well. Like, I mean, same with Foley. A couple of times they didn't even know who they were passing the ball to. Yeah, they don't look like they belong next to each other, no. that's for sure. Yeah, no, but we know that anyway. It's a short-term yeah. fix, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. His kick was on point, but it just seemed hodge, uh, seemed weird. I don't think Foley was ever going to reach that, you know, when they first went for that cross-field. That was an absolute waste of possession. That, it, was it was a complete absurd. case of, like, Foley didn't I have keep a clue saying, what was going on. I keep on. saying Hodge and Quaid hanging out on Instagram, so I reckon it's just Colin's like, always there I reckon too. they just had a yarn over a coffee <laughs> and thought we'll give it a crack. Total disrespect for Argentina. Right, of course okay. it failed. Um, and Hodge, not a winger. No. Good no. football player, not a winger. No, like, no can, Foley should have got more can, minutes can, Yeah, can we stop? You didn't get any. Can we stop the Hodge <laughs> on the wing? Like, it's, it's done. But, but this, this is, is what you do. You've got them in this position and they haven't not discerned their stripes, you know? He's having coffee with the ten. He's got to... What do you tell that kid? He's going to be He's part kicking of the 60. He's going to be part yeah, of the you've leadership Yeah, you've team. got a ten-year stint, mate. You're going to, we're going to work you through. You're going to fight to get into those centres. But you know why? This is an, he's, he's in the team because he, he can kick into touch. Yeah. Foley can't kick to touch a time. Scooper can't kick to touch. Hodge missed one this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. Congratulations to New Zealand on a ridiculous international mm. season. And by the way, congratulations to Australia for, for finishing or winning this, the other competition as well, being best of the rest. You know, yeah. finishing second. You would have taken that. Seriously, if you'd have said at the beginning, finish second. It, it, all jokes aside, you would have taken it. I right? guess the issue with that, at the start of the international season. Yeah. The, I mean, pre-international, start of the super rugby season. Yeah. High it, hopes. The highest of hopes. We just had a cracking World Cup and everyone was leaving New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much would have had our fit World Cup team ready to pick again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, bring it on this year. And then, Jesus, we just kept sucking. Fell, didn't it? Yeah, it really Fourth fell. Yeah. 
that England series was the low point. That really hurt. <laughs> that was hard to do. Exactly. Yeah, let's not bring that up. Yeah. Let's well, not bring that up. Well, let's look forward to the two weeks. Hang on, hang on, the, uh, hang on. Bring what up? Australia v right. New Zealand game. Who's your tips and why are they going to win? Richard, start this off, please. Uh, New Zealand going to win by a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's It's... If it was in Australia, it might be a little bit different, but it's in Eden Park. I don't even know the last time that... And what did we say at the beginning of this? It was 40-odd games since the last time. And this They'd is for New Zealand. And this is in Eden Park, the, the strongest home field. And this for is, the world record. Yeah. They're not losing. No. However, I'm going to... T- no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, New Zealand by a lot. Um, I think, I think uh, Australia is growing. Had we won in South Africa... You know, it would have been a really... And we weren't far off it, you know, and then we won this one, like, growing, but we didn't. And, I mean, yeah, you could be positive about Australia. Mm. Second, almost won in South Africa. We beat the Pockies. You could do all this shit, but the reality is we lost South Africa. We almost lost Argentina. To repeat, James, who's going to win? We're New Zealand by a lot, man. (laughs) Uh, Is this this last game even necessary? Like, the only way it's been divvied up into three games is because we were definitely never winning two in a row. Did you see they changed the ratings on TV for it? You know, they like PGG. It was MA, this one. Really? Hidden yeah. part? Yeah. That's a lie. It's, it's going to be a lie. murder. That's a lie. It's going to be a murder. That's awful. It's man. not. It's okay. Don't mind it. And they've moved the time slots. Kickoffs at 10.30. <laughs> don't let the kids watch. It's going to be ugly. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit optimistic, but I'm, I'm actually not. We're fucked. And we're travelling from England. It's, it's no good. Yeah. Those first class seats will be nice. Lay yeah, down for yeah. you flat. You'll be all right. Don't worry. You'll only lose by 30. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll do a same day flight. Be out of there. Get the red eye home. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at least uh, New Zealand are going to come from South Africa. Look at, you know, it's only. That's something. Yeah. And maybe they're celebrating in bathroom toilets at the airports <laughs> because they won 6 from 6. Imagine doing that with the blood is low on you. All right. <laughs> and the championship on the other oh. dress up. <laughs> All right. We're you would, wouldn't you? This is getting silly. One at the bed end, one at the tail. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up. Right, Thank thanks. you for listening. And again, uh, on Twitter, heaps of people joined us this week, which was awesome. We are, what are we? Uh, rugby, rugby underscore. Rugby underscore <laughs> podcast. podcast. Yeah, check us out on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>